You're listening to a very special Longbox Crusade episode, the 12 Days of Crusademus 2018. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, on the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings. Four calling three French hens, turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Christmas, my true love gave to me. Eight ladies dancing, seven ladies dancing, six ladies dancing, five. You better not shout. You better not cry. You better not. In a pear tree on the ninth, on the eighth, on the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Here we come, the swimming six, the five golden rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves. Here we come, the boys, hands in hand, there I'd be decked with bass and partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eleven pipers piping, ten loads of leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids and milking, seven swans of swimming, six geese a five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay, and when it's dry and ready, a dreidel I shall play. Oh, dreidel! Twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Eight days of Hanukkah. Oh, it's a Christmas medley. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Eleven thunderstrike striking. Hello and welcome to the eleventh installment of the Twelve Days of Crusademus, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The Twelve Days of Crusademus is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season, and we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the Twelve Days of Crusademus will bring you a new hidden gem of a comic series, brought to you by either one of our jingling all the way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this 11th day of Crusade Miss Delvin, the Dark Web Williams. And here are the right jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. We will start with Jared, the yard sale artist. Bad. A prescription for danger. Jared, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Delvin. Delvin Williams, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Pat's right. Of all the Delvin Williams in the world, you're the Delvin Williamsist. <laughs> That's true. I, mean, I, know that. I don't know that one. <laughs> Anybody got that one? Ha! That's uh, Lucy talking to Charlie Brown from the Charlie Brown <laughs> Christmas special. Oh! <laughs> I haven't seen that one in a while. Me neither. I, I, I like that. You know what? I'm a good. I'm a good man, Delvin Williams. I'm a good. <laughs> so we will move on to Jason Albrick, aka Weasel Skull. Merry Christmas to you, Jason. Merry Christmas to you as well, Delvin. You'll shoot your eye out. Hopefully not. That's dangerous. You know. <laughs> I'm teasing. That's the only Christmas movie that popped into my mind. That or Yippee Kaye Mother. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Bruce Willis came out on a roast and said that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. What does he know? Well, yeah, Bruce no. Willis is not an actor, so <laughs> That's right, Bruce. Flames at Bruce Willis when he <laughs> listens to this show. We gonna start beefing with Bruce Willis. Uh, put us on the map. <laughs> Are you the podcast oh. that beefs with Bruce Willis? 
Yes, awesome. I do like Hans, though. I thought Hans was a great actor. What was the name of that guy that played Hans? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, man. He was the bomb. You know what? We can be the Hans Gruber of podcasts. That, that's okay. not a, yes, that's not a bad um, um, name to uh, live up to. And speaking of names to live up to, we have the founder of the Longbox Crusade himself, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas, Delvin. Merry Christmas to you, Jason and Jared. And I brought you guys a special gift that I've been baking, and I'd like to share it with you. Is it's it some British? spotted... It's oh, oh, man. Oh. What? You mean some spotted wee-wee, right? <laughs> yes, of course. It still tastes the same. Same recipe you use for your fudge. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, my. Not eating that poison fudge. <laughs> We're getting off to a, um, well, actually, pretty it's much a start. It's yeah. day of Christmas got crazy. <laughs> it's no crazier than it normally is in, you know, our festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. As you heard in the singing intro, today is 11 Thunderstrikes Striking, which means we're unwrapping... Thunderstrike number one from 1993. Here's a brief history of the series with the creators. It lasted about 24 issues starting in 1993, went to about 1995, and it was produced by Marvel Comics. The main three creators of the series was Tom DeFalco as the writer, Ron Friends as the artist, and Al Milgram as the inker. So I am supposed to say here why I love it. And there are several reasons why I have have an affectation for Thunderstrike number one. It was from the 90s, and I will forever be a stan of the 1990s. There are a lot of people who will say that the 90s were kind of like a terrible time in comic books, and I'll forever disagree with that because that was really when I started picking up collecting comic books was uh, in the 90s. So I always have a place in my heart for that. I'll agree with you there, too. I like the 90s. In the collection, that's where I have a lot of stuff. Here, here. I will remain silent in the spirit of Christmas. And I'll buy humbug to you. That's that's right. That's right. Keep your mouth shut, Jason. Bye, humbug to you, Jason. <laughs> Team DeFalco and friends, they have written a ton of comic books together. This was one in a long series of tales with them, and that might be one of the reasons why I picked up the book, because I read a trade paperback that was talking about the story of uh, Spider-Man in a black costume, and that was uh, a lot of DeFalco and friends. The 90s went gritty, and this is kind of a reflection of this, this book was. Uh, plus, the 90s had a habit of kind of taking an old hero, but making him hip and cool with the kids, but they did a good job as well paying respect to the original guy in this case which is Thor so I enjoyed that as well before I get into the synopsis about the series uh, I gotta ask uh, the fellas have you read this series before uh, Pat no this is a first read for me oh nice Jason this was a first read for me and not only that this is the first day I've ever been introduced to the character Thunderstrike until now I didn't even know he was a thing awesome what, what about you Jared first read a Christmas rainbow Christmas rainbow Christmas rainbow <sighs> it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Candy cane in the sky. Oh, okay. 
Nice. For today's episode, I asked the team to read this particular issue because it was an intro. That was my main thing. Just wanted to give you guys an introduction to a character you may not have heard of before. Uh, we talked about a few books over this series of Crusademus, and I started thinking about a book that personified the 90s, and I thought was actually uh, pretty good. So I think it's going to be interesting to take a look uh, at a period piece like Thunderstrike and how it reads almost 25 <laughs> years later. Here's a brief summary of the issue. The issue starts off with a very 90s theme of carjacking. Thunderstrike, not yet named that yet, makes his big debut in thwarting a carjacking attempt. It is revealed that Eric Masterson is a new superhero on the streets that everyone is confusing with Thor. Eric's world is revealed a little bit. His friend, Samantha, his ex-wife, Marcy, their son, Kevin, and Marcy's new husband, Bobby, who falls victim to a carjacking, which is a part of a ring being run by a guy named Carjack. <laughs> If that were the whole book, I'd be pissed. But luckily, a near ageless <laughs> bad guy at the time, Blood Axe, comes into play. In classic DeFalco friend style, the big mystery is who is wielding the Blood Axe. And that mystery is not revealed in this episode. The not yet named Thunderstrike confronts Blood Axe and gets his behind handed to him. Mainly because Eric thought it'd be a good idea to attack Blood Axe as if he were the power equivalent of Thor. He's not. And the hammer Thor left Eric is not the equivalent of Mjolnir. Later, fighting in a style uniquely his own, Eric manages to dislodge the deadly axe from Blood Axe, causing Blood Axe to retreat. When the cop strike force asks Eric for his name, he makes up the name Thunderstrike on the spot and is stuck with it, just like he's stuck with the Blood Axe. That's whispering to him. So, Pat. <laughs> good one, Calvin. Good one. <laughs> You beat me to it, Pat. So, what did you guys think of the issue and, and the concept? We are going to pass it around to Jared. Oh, boy. I enjoyed me some Thunderstrike. It was very 90s, but in more of the glorious and wonderful ways. Like you said, we got to see the new version of a classic hero, and they kind of crank that trope, if you will, out every handful of years, you know, maybe a decade or so. They kind of do that new version of the hero thing. And, and this one was interesting because they gave him a lot of layers right off the bat. I really enjoyed the extra page count again this year, Delvin. I want to give you a big sarcastic thank you for that. <laughs> Finally. Thank you for oh, that, oh, Delvin. Uh, Finally, wait. the elephant is out in the room there. Wait, let, let me, before we go further, let me first and foremost, in interest of time for the rest of this crusade miss, let me first apologize for once again having an exercise book. For those of you who may not have listened to crusade miss for last year, and you should, it just scroll back enough and all those our episodes are there. I had a two, no, uh, yeah, two, yes, two extra length books from last year. And it was my hope to not repeat that same thing. And so when I was first seeing the books, I'm like, hey, Thunderstrike 1, I'm pretty sure that's not an extra length book. <laughs> wrong, wrong again. Yeah. So, so for the next five seconds, I'm going to let you guys get out all of the bad words that you have to say about me for making you read a double length issue. Go. Delvin, you mother bleeper. <laughs> what? Do I have to read a piece of money? <laughs> okay, that's done. That's five seconds. Just one one word from me. Silly head. Oh. <laughs> Burn. <sighs> now, with all of that stuff <laughs> into my stocking, let's get back to Jared's comments. <laughs> okay. 
Yes, it was a fun book. What I was about to say was they layered the character well. They gave you the ex-wife, and they have a son, and the new husband, and I did get a little confused at one point because they introduced, I guess was his friend, was the black lady. Yes. I thought that was like his girlfriend, because he was like even talking like moving in with her, and I was like, okay, got it, girlfriend. And then later on, he's on a date with this other girl, and I'm like, wait a minute, so I guess, listen to your recap, that's just a friend friend. Yeah, that's just well, a friend, and not, not in the biz sense. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. That's what, what I need. <laughs> you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. So I went to the cottage on it. <laughs> I just want to point out that it's Pat. It is, yes, Jason Holmes. That, oh, no, that, that is Pat. That is Pat. <laughs> it was a school day. I wish it was there. The first semester of the school year. I'm just going to keep talking. Uh, but... <laughs> Blood X is a character I've actually never heard of. I was like, that is maybe the most 90s thing ever. But was does anybody know about him? Is he a character that's older than the 90s? I know they introduced him in Thor lore as a kind of A-level threat. He seems very um, similar to, there's another Thor villain who has an axe, right? The Executioner. Yeah. Oh, right. That guy from the from the movie. I yeah. So they did introduce him in the 90s. And I believe Tom DeFalco wrote Thor for a very decent while. He was set up as a serious enough villain for that time, at least. Yeah. I mean, I get he's real powerful and stuff. But I was just like, Blood Axe is just like, that's so 90s. It's ridiculous. But like in a good you, way. You got to say it in a good way. Blood Axe. Blood Axe. Blood Axe. Sunday, Sunday. You got the Blood Axe. Stained with the blood of evil doers. <laughs> I knew I could count on this crew to come up with a tune. So anyway, overall, Delvin, I thought it was intriguing enough that I wanted to know more. That's a good thing. The art was very, very good. And uh, I enjoyed the... Did I mention the extra page count already? Yes. Okay. I just want to hit those high points. I'll let the other guys talk. But it's looking favorable for your candy canes, my friend. I'll tell you that much. Okay. I'm all for, you know, if there's like bad news, like you put it in a sandwich, right? There's like good news and there's bad news and then there's good news again. So with that being said, Jason... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you think about this issue? <laughs> well, Delvin, I think you're going to have a tasty sandwich because I really liked it. Oh, uh, he, he button hooked us. I did. I did. You know what? When I he done strike us. us. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I pretty much retired from comics in the 90s after the Clone Saga. I gave up, man. I just gave up. And so Thunderstrike is a character that I didn't even know this was a character. I've seen the image before, but I thought it was just like 90s Thor. Mm -hmm. I I thought he was Thor like the characters in the comic thought he was Thor. So when I read it, actually, despite all the grief I gave you about it being a long issue, it didn't feel like a long issue. It was a good page turner. I really liked the hero's journey. I think Jared touched on that a little bit. Just him finding his own style I thought was cool. I liked the 90s element of the blended family and the challenges of being a divorced dad and trying to, you know, have to start again to find a new love life, to try to keep in contact with his son. These are things that, as a divorced father myself, these are things that I could really relate to. I thought there was a a lot of good introductions to the casting of support characters. I liked Bobby, the football jock, you know, the new husband, if you will. I Mm -hmm. liked uh, the police captain. He was cool. 
I thought there was tons of action in it. It kept the page turning. The art was great, very solid. There's a mix of great hand-to-hand fighting, enchanted weaponry, a lot of use of the environment and the art, lots of details in the art, great color. So overall, I think it was a very good book. I'll shut up now and let Pat have his say. Go for it, Pat. Again, this is definitely a 90s comic, and you can tell by the art, and which isn't a bad thing. You know, when I read through this, looking at the art, I'm like, this isn't too bad. It's definitely the 90s, but as the story goes through it, it helps with the story as well, I think. With the art, you can tell that with their broad shoulders and their really masculine-looking guys, and they're all tough and got the ponytails and the long hair and just took me back. Um, Carjack. ponytail, didn't you? No. You had a mullet before, but no ponytail? No ponytail. Rat's tail when I was younger, yeah. I think in the 90s I had the floppy hair in the front, you know, the tips frosted in the front. Nice. Did you have an earring? I did have an earring at one time, yeah. You know. Bad boy. What you gonna do? (laughs) See, wait, Jason and Jared never had any earrings, right? Nope. No. And neither have I, but my brother did, and like, I come from a pretty traditional family, (laughs) (laughs) And he came back home with an earring and it was a topic of (laughs) conversation. <laughs> my my dad my dad told me he said if you come into this house with an earring you better be a pirate. <laughs> Go ahead, Pat. Uh, I was just gonna say to um, Carjack. All right, that could have been a. <laughs> That's the most on the nose <laughs> name for a villain. And he's got a mask like Doctor Doom. So there was a lot of. I, I'm still trying to figure this book out a little bit. I haven't been a Thor reader, so you know I know who he is. I know some of the background stuff, but where was Thor at this time? What was going on? Thor had gone back to Asgard, and looks like he was gonna um, live a happily ever after with the Lady Sif. Was there a series going on at this time, or was this one taking it over? That's a good question. And I don't know the answer to it, Pat. I think that there was still a Thor and it wasn't going to get canceled, but maybe they took Thor back to Asgard for a short time. Okay. Did they do this with any other characters? Do what? You know, like a character replacing a character. Around this time, it was that post-Batman era of comic books. So, you know, you had the Avengers that were being completely transformed almost in one way or the other. You had Iron Man, who at one point, he eventually became a teenager for a short time. You had Wasp that was turned into like a literal butterfly type character. So, yeah. And then you had Spider-Man who went dark and, you know, they were doing this whole thing, calling him the spider and stuff. So, yeah, there was a decent amount of change going on in the Marvel Universe towards that 90-ish direction. And Captain America, Steve Rogers, I mean, even a little bit before then, had resigned as Captain America and it had that other dude step in for a while. About this time, I think, is when War Machine got his own book, too. So I think they were okay. like doing that. Trying to build up some alternate, of the... Alternate versions and then building them up. You got, kind of seeing who okay. would take and probably who would wouldn't. Yeah. There's some experiments at this time. Okay. Yeah. I like the first page. You have that kind of classic opening up on the top where they kind of describe Thunderstrike and, you know, who he is and what's going on. And then you have Stanley presents Thunderstrike. Kind of calls you back to the older days. And then in the next mm-hmm. page, boom, right away you get 90s hulky Thor looking kind of guy. And, 
let's go. I liked the story. It was very intriguing. Even though it was a large page count, I think they spread it out overall through the whole thing. And it kept me reading and reading it. You know, I was I was interested. I'm like, oh man, I hope this doesn't stop here as they were building up all the characters around him. I like that. I want to know. I don't know who Blood Axe is. Is it Bobby? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. But then just like Jared, I was thinking, oh, that Samantha, maybe this is somebody that he's, you know, trying to hook up with. And then later on, he's not. He's just a friend. And so I like the way the story was well put together. Awesome. Gentlemen, do you have anything else to add? Is this an extra page count book? <laughs> yes. I thought it was kind of funny how he stopped the carjacking, but he like totally demolished the car doing that. That was kind of funny. I'll add a couple of things. For whatever reason, going back to look at the book, you flip that page and, you know, it gives you your first splash page. And sometimes it has like the hero shouting something or whatever. And in this case, they mm-hmm. went a little bit differently. And while I thought the picture of Thunderstrike, but in the Thor style costume at the time, the picture was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But his reaction was just a very quiet, you know, let her go. Like, oh, okay. Like, I thought that was really cool, personally. They mentioned that he was doing something with Thor before. Did you read any of that, Delvin? I didn't. For the life of me, Pat, I was thinking, like, what made me collect this comic? Yeah. Because I was around 93 time frame, relatively new to collecting Marvel Universe outside of the Transformers. And I know that I collect it's Spidey. And I don't know what motivated me to collect Thunderstrike. Maybe I had done some reading of uh, the DeFalco Thor in the past and just thought it would kind of be a cool book to read. But I can't remember what caused me to pick up Thunderstrike to begin with. Did you continue on with it? Yeah, I have all 24 issues. I was definitely one that stuck around for the full run. I sucked the whole series. And I remember uh, even some of the guys in the comic book shop were teasing me about it. Like, kind of like, no one's reading this. And I'm like, well, I'm reading it. <laughs> Yeah, We'd so. really like to cancel this book, but you can subscribe <laughs> to Yeah, I, I'm a loyalist. Unless a book completely just loses its quality, I'm not going to give it up. And with the aforementioned team of DeFalco and Friends, those dudes are great. They know how to make a story and they know how to keep the suspense going. And if anything, like you can give critique to DeFalco about, you can say maybe his stories are a little bit cheesy slash hokey, but he puts enough elements in it that it comes across as realistic and the characters are believable. DeFalco and Friends, they did a long run on Amazing Spider-Man, which we might one day get to. Mm-hmm. Also, they, they also both did a long run of spider Girl, which became, uh, I think, the Amazing Spider Woman or Amazing Spider Girl or something like that. And that book lasted somewhere between eight and ten years. Like they know how to make solid stories. And to me, this was no different. In fact, I kind of was reading some of it and I could kind of picture like what would happen if you took Eric Masterson out and put Peter Parker in. The story would be a little bit different, but it kind of had some of those similar elements. And so I like the style that the Falcon friends have. I like what they did here with what they did with Eric Masterson. It made it like the old Thor original comic books where yeah. he had a cane and then when he struck it, it turned into the hammer and he turned into Thor. So I kind of like that aspect of it. They kind of went back to that identity. Yeah, they did a good job. They wanted to update the character, you know, fresh for the 90s. But at the same time, they kept those old Marvel elements. And I believe with the first issue here by giving it that 
feature length beginning, this wasn't something that they took lightly. They actually took this series seriously and it wasn't a joke. So I thought that overall they laid a solid foundation for this character to maybe make a big impact within the Marvel Universe. I like how you use the word featured length trying to (laughs) cover up that it's a long book. (laughs) So now it's time to rate your interest in the series using the official Crusademus candy cane scale on a scale of one to 12 candy canes. 12 being extremely interested and one being no interest at all. How many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of this title? Jared. As a reminder to our listeners, I score mine. If I scored it a 12, that means I'm probably going to like run out to eBay to buy the full run. One would be, I would, if I found it in a quarter bin, I wouldn't even pull it out. And I would say this one lands around a nine, which means Ooh. very strong chance that if I'm flipping through a dollar bin or a 50 cent bin, I see it, I'm more than likely going to snag it. Nice. That is nine candy canes for me. I will take those. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Pat, what do you think? Kind of got the same rating system as Jared as well. And I'm going to give it a nine featured length candy cane as well. <laughs> Extra size candy Extra cane. Extra size, yes. These Double are, the, you know, the big cane. ones. You know, you see those big ones? Yeah. Yeah. You know where they're thick, like a quarter size thickness? Yes. How thick? <laughs> <laughs> Jokes for Delvin. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, Pat, for those extra thick candy canes. Jason, what do you have? It looks like they read my mind because I had done my math on humor, heart, spectacle, and art, and I came up with nine candy canes as well. So let's make it a solid nine across the board. Nice. Well, I am pleasantly surprised, gentlemen. Once more, I offer, you know, my apologies for... Yeah, just don't even don't even fake the apology. You're gonna do it. Dude, seriously, I, I seriously, I did not know. Soon. I didn't know. Even though now that this is a theme, I'm going with a hundred page giant next year. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I, I've been buying those hundred page giants up at Walmart. I'm make sure I bring one next year too, so I could be like Delvin. <laughs> those are fun though. We yeah, should all aspire to be more like Delvin. Yeah. <laughs> If I were to give one last recommendation for this series, and I will because it says so in the script, just a good quality book, good art, good story with a character that was good as well. And not only just as far as just good overall as like development, but just Eric Masterson was a good person that was demonstrated throughout the entirety of the uh, two year run of Thunderstrike. So that will wrap up today's gift giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you. If you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try, let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter at Longbox Crusade, Facebook at Longbox Crusade, Instagram at Longbox Crusade, mm-hmm. and email address contact at longboxcrusade.com. We will compile all the feedback from all 12 days of Crusademus and cover it in the next full episode of the Longbox Crusade. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, if you scroll far enough back in our feed, as I mentioned earlier, you can find all 12 episodes from Crusademus 2017, everyone. Thank you for listening. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree here in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade studios. Until then, DJ Chris. Play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Happy Christmas Eve, everybody. Tomorrow's a big day. Woo! Ooh.
make sure you got all your shopping done. characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. We make no money on this podcast and it is for entertainment purposes only. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. And I'll be back for some Buster Strike! Oh, straight up. If you want my body and you think I'm sexy, Come on, sugar. Let me know. Yeah, it still has you as the owner, Jared. How bizarre. How bizarre. Whatever. I'm doing a lot. Hold on a second. Let's see. Copy. Three singers in the back. Who's in on the freeway in the hot, hot sun? (laughs) 
Are we about to start Thriller? What was that? <laughs> and Jason's haunted house back up again. What's a four and one terrorize. That damn hinge. <laughs> He's gonna terrorize y'all neighborhood. <laughs> 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 Darkness creeps across the land. You, 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 the witching hour is close in hand. <laughs> you, you guys laugh wrong. It's. <laughs> 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 It's been a while, and I wanted to let my dog bark a little bit here. <laughs> shut that dog up. Somebody shut the goddamn dog. We got kids with back pains. We got dogs a barking. <laughs> got squeaky doors. We got squeaky doors. <laughs> it's like a, Hall- like a Halloween episode. <laughs> Bruce Willis is out to get us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Making enemies with Bruce Willis. We're taking over a supervillain. He's <laughs> all good. We'll meet back good Christmas good. Day for Pat's Christmas Day, and then we'll double back for Jason's, which I've already read. Uh, the uh, Hope you liked it. And they're oh, okay. by Howard Chicken. Ooh, so wow. Real talent on these. What's Chicken, Bacon? <laughs> chicken. You know, Ed. It was Chicken. Step in. Ooh, 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 ooh,